Hi, everyone. Lynn Smith here, and welcome to Stroller Coaster, the podcast that takes you on the wild ride of parenting that we're all on together. Created by Munchkin, no wonder they're the most loved baby brand in the world. As always, my producer Justin is here. Hey, Justin, good to be with you as always. Uh, it's very kind of you to say. I'm trying to be extra kind today. <laughs> you know, today's episode, it's all about kindness. I think about this so much, Justin, with my boys. I don't want to be the mom that gets a phone call from another parent mm. saying, your child wasn't nice to my child. And, and reversely, I don't want someone to be unkind to my children. And I wonder a lot, is this something we can teach them? Or is it just random that kids are born kind? I think about this all the time because teaching kindness is a little abstract. It's like with my daughters, I can point to a square and be like, that is a square. But I can't point to kindness on a piece of paper and be like, look, that's kindness. And one of the things I try with the boys is I'll point out, like, I'll notice my son doing something nice for his brother. And I'm like, that was so kind of you. Or are we talking to each Mm. other with kindness? But I wonder, do they even retain that? Do they understand the meaning of the word? So we are going to figure it all out. We have with us today the one and the only, I absolutely love this kind TV host, a speaker, best-selling author, Leon Logothetis. He's highlighting all the good in humanity on his show, The Kindness Diaries. And then we're going to hear one mom's story that will wake you up and possibly open your heart. In a moment of distress, she called out to parents, and we need to do this together to teach our kids kindness. And wait until you see what they did. Let's jump right in. Leon, I mean, to say that we're excited to have you on is an understatement. The Kindness Diaries is something that if you haven't watched anybody listening out there, stop what you're doing after this podcast and watch this show because it can be life-changing for many people. I mean, you you travel around the world, first of all, on a motorcycle. <laughs> How does this work out? Yeah, well, look, you know, I circumnavigated the world from Los Angeles all the way back to LA, went from Alaska to Argentina. I walked across America from Times Square to the Hollywood sign. I went from the Eiffel Tower to Red Square in Moscow, all relying on the generosity of the people that I met. And it shifted my entire being because I realized that we're taught that bad things happen all the time, yet we're not taught that, in fact, good things are happening far more often than the bad. And that's what we as parents want our children to understand, especially now. So what are some of maybe a few examples that really stood out to you of people that you interacted with, the kindness that you felt, and maybe also the kindness that you showed in return? On my journeys, I I couldn't accept money. I had no food, no gas, no place to stay. All I had was the generosity of spirit of other people. One of the most inspiring stories I have was I was in Pittsburgh. And I couldn't find any help. And that's fine. You know, I mean, I would ask a lot and they would say no. But I asked this one chap if I could stay with him. And he turns around and he says, look, I'm really sorry, but I'm homeless. So I feel a lot of shame. I've just asked a homeless man to stay in his house. about to walk off. And he turns around and says, well, hold on. If you want, you can stay with me tonight. I'll feed you. I'll protect you. And I'll give you some clothes. And that is exactly what happened. And it was a life-changing moment for me. He taught me two profound lessons. One is that kindness is free. If a homeless man with nothing can be kind, then why can't I? Second thing he taught me was that true wealth is not in our wallets. It is in our hearts. Now, does that mean that you should give away all your money? No, not at all. 
But what it does mean is that the truest of wealth is how we show up, is how we treat people, is how we inspire people to believe in their own magnificence. On the journeys, I would give unsuspecting good Samaritans a life-changing gift. So with this homeless chap, we ended up putting him up in an apartment and sending him back to school. And he would always say to me, he'd say, Leon, you changed my life. And I would always say the same thing back to him. No, Tony, you changed my life by opening my heart, by inspiring me to believe that there was another way to live. Leon, even just hearing this story, my heart feels so full. It's something that, how do we communicate to our children these principles that you live and you're experiencing? That's true kindness, not just receiving, but giving as much. The way that we should do that is to make them feel the magnificence of being kind, Mm. to make them feel what it feels like to receive that kindness. Because kids know, as we all do, what it feels like when someone's mean. And hopefully, kids also know what it feels like when someone's kind. You change the way that someone lives. You change the way that someone expresses themselves by feeling. Maya Angelou once said that people never remember what you say to them, but they always remember how you make them feel. I think a lot of people assume maybe we're born with this. How do we communicate that it is something that we can learn? You can sit a kid down in a classroom and just feed them information and they will take none of it in. Or you can feed them love. You can feed them inspiration. You can feed them heart-centeredness. You can feed them getting connected to their emotions, to their feelings. And if you feed that to them, things change. And I say that from personal experience because I was bullied as a kid, Mm. really quite profoundly. And I had a teacher who would look at me every day and she would say, I believe in you. Mm. And what she was doing, she was making me feel like I had value. She was witnessing my pain. And that was one of the most important things that happened in in my childhood was having this teacher that made me feel like I had value. It was a felt experience that changed everything for me. There's research that shows that our serotonin levels go up when we are kind to other people. So yes, we want to do it so that we can help others, but we also can improve our self-confidence by being kind. When you can inspire a child to connect with another child, it changes the DNA, the cells of that kid, because that kid all of a sudden feels like they have value. They're good at something. They are in, in inspiring. They are funny. They, they gain confidence by that human connection. So I think it's a really important piece of the puzzle. You know, I was thinking about a birthday party that we went to this weekend, and I go up to my son as we're leaving, go over to Gianna's mom, tell her thank you, or I'll, I'll say to the boys, my sons, talk to each other with kindness. It's almost like I'm ordering them to be kind. Can you give some advice for a lot of us parents out there that feel like this is something we're teaching them, and this is, you have to be thoughtful and, and thankful? Some of the things that can be done are pretty simple. Take them somewhere where they get to experience a different way to live, where they get to learn some empathy for the pain of others. That is one of the things that I think is really important, not to kind of put ourselves 
on a pedestal. We are all the same, irrespective of color, irrespective of religion, irrespective of where we may live or where we may not live. At base, we are all the same. Mm. At the base of our humanity. I would say a second thing is show them different cultures. You don't have to travel around the world to see different cultures. We live in a melting pot. And the third thing I would do, ask them how they feel and give them the space to speak their truth. Kindness is simply helping someone feel less alone. And that's what I try and do with my shows, with my books, and in my everyday life. And that is what you can do for your kid. Help them to feel less alone simply by being kind. And then I promise you that they will go out into the world and help others feel less alone. Do you feel that there's ever a way to be too kind? How do we protect our children from being walked all over? I never want a kid to feel like it's okay to be walked on. But I also never want a kid to feel like they can't be kind because they're scared that someone will walk all over them. So I often share the story of the great Muhammad Ali, a man of love, a man of service, a good man. How many of you would mess with Muhammad Ali? And my point is simple. You can be kind and you can be strong. I am beyond inspired. I know everybody listening to this is as well. Go watch The Kindness Diaries right now. It is an incredible testament to you as a person and also to the potential that we all have as human beings. Leon, thank you for being with me. Thank you so much for having me. Well, first, I'm madly, madly in love with this concept of The Kindness <laughs> Diaries. I mean... I had not really thought of it in the way that Leon described of really bring our kids into the experiences and how impactful that can be. And it made me believe it's possible to teach our kids about this. Well, and I love that because it, it does feel like teaching kindness is like a million tiny little chess moves. It's a mm. lot of like just slowly stepping forward. It's not like a sprint. Can't be like, kindness, got it, let's move on. Yeah, and there's actually science that goes with it. So there's science that shows committing acts of kindness releases oxytocin. And that's the hormone that increases mm. your happiness and reduces your stress. And it also increases serotonin levels that helps with concentration, creativity, mood, sleep. So all of that, all of that stuff we want in our lives. One last thing I'll throw in here is that the boost in happiness that happen when, when you're kind, it's not just limited to the giver of kindness or the receiver. Anyone who witnesses gets the same like hormonal benefit. So ah. it truly is something that you just have to be there. You just have to be in the room where it happens. That's the power of like just being being kind. It's never too early to start teaching kindness. When they're little and we foster that connection, they bring that into school. And then we hope later into the world, right? Well, Cassandra Ritter Cooper gave some parents and kids a kindness wake-up call, and it changed her son's life. Here's our correspondent, Fleece, with the parenting story of the day. Cassandra's son, Brody, always put himself out there to try to make friends, but he was struggling to make those friends. Brody is just the sweetest little boy you will ever meet. 
He has a heart of gold and he always gives everybody a chance. But kids would tease him for being skinny, for his ears that stick out a little bit. And they were constantly excluding him. They would flat out tell him, no, we don't want you to play with us. Other students threatened to choke him. They would push him. It was really hard on him. Cassandra tried to help any way she could. I always tried to put Brody in different types of activities, whether it be soccer, basketball, fencing, and he would put himself out there. They would start talking, and then all of a sudden, it was just crickets. The kids wouldn't respond back to him. We had a therapist that actually went to the school and saw firsthand what was happening, and she said there's no reason why these kids should be treating Brody the way that they have been. It's just heartbreaking to see your child in that situation. What was Brody's take on all of this? He was very hard on himself. His self-esteem drastically decreased, and he started turning it inwards and thought there was something wrong with him. That seriously broke my heart. Soon, Brody came home with his yearbook. I picked him up from after school, and he didn't really want to talk. I remembered I received an email earlier that day that the kids got their yearbook. So I said, hey, Brode, how did everything go? Did you get your yearbook? Did you get any signatures? Because I remember back in our day, that was a huge deal. It was awesome. We would all write crazy little things to all of our friends. I wanted to relate to Brody in that aspect. I asked if I could look at his yearbook. And when he opened it, he said, Mom, there were only two kids and two teachers that signed. I told Brody, don't give up. Maybe it was just an off day for everybody. Maybe it was just a busy day. And then after I left Brody's presence, I went into my room and I cried. It's tough for parents to know when and how to step in. For Cassandra, this was the last straw. So she posted on the school's parent Facebook page. It was extremely impulsive. We are a pretty private family, to be honest. But, I mean, there's only so much that Brody and I could do. And that wasn't working. So we needed to reach out to our school community in order to make a difference and make change. I wrote in the parent Facebook group that things are not getting any better for Brody. He had a total of two students, two teachers sign his yearbook. And then I put hashtag teach your kids kindness. When I wrote that, I was insinuating to parents that we must do better. We must teach our children kindness. Now the post was up. The question was, would anyone respond? That evening, we received an outpouring of responses from the community. One parent said that they had a sit-down talk with their kids for about two hours about the effects of bullying and what they can do to try to change it and to be there for other kids. One other parent said, my kid wants to come see Brody tomorrow. What class is he in? One student said that she had met Brody previously and that this was not going to happen under her watch. The next day, Cassandra encouraged Brody to bring his yearbook back to school. Reluctantly, he did. In the middle of the day, I got a text message from Brody saying, what is going on here? There's lines and groups of high school students, upper middle school students lining up to sign my yearbook. Brody had no idea that I made this post. So I told him, I said, I let the community know that you were struggling. And (laughs) it was just, it was the cutest thing. They were taking pictures together and 
These kids didn't just sign their names. They actually wrote out encouraging statements. One kid wrote, we're going to look out for you from now on. A lot of the kids put their phone numbers. They, they gave him words of encouragement like, you will always have us in your corner. It was absolutely beautiful to see the outpouring of support from the community. The support wasn't just a one-off either. Cassandra said the kids continued to spend time with Brody and look out for him. All of this outpouring made me realize that Brody is not alone. There are so many people that relate to what Brody is going through on a really deep level. It made me realize that there is so much work to be done here. We can teach kindness. Even the smallest things could make a difference. With kids, it's a herd mentality. If they see someone with power or the cool kid in school exhibiting bullying behaviors, whether it be physical bullying or verbal bullying or excluding or cyberbullying, people don't know or realize that you can teach your kids kindness, that you instill those values in them every single day. They mimic what you're doing. So if you see a person that is not your favorite, you still treat them with kindness. You're not going to call them names. You're not going to push them. You're not going to bully them. It goes back to that age-old saying, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Meanwhile, social media is encouraging kids to say anything and everything they're thinking. And we're seeing it in how people interact face-to-face. We've become so detached from one another. We sit behind these screens and are able to bash someone all we want without seeing the emotion on their face, seeing how our words affect them. It makes it easy to hurt people. And we've become so accustomed to that. It's heartbreaking. And we need to change it. So if herd mentality can influence kids to treat someone with disrespect, can it also do the opposite? Some of the kids that had treated him poorly throughout the year, once they saw the high school students and the upperclassmen signing Brody's yearbook, they started getting in line to sign as well. I think that that was so amazing to see the herd mentality. It shows exactly how that plays out. When he sees kids who are not being kind to him, he says, those kids aren't worth my energy anymore. I'm not going to put my focus into them. There are so many other fish in the sea. There are people that are able to relate to him. They're not looking at how skinny he is or that his ears are sticking out. They want to get to know who he is as a person. He realizes that those are the types of people he wants in his life. Cassandra said there is a way to teach kindness from day one. Parents of littles can exhibit those kind behaviors and watch their children mimic them. Because as they grow, they're going to see you being kind to a neighbor or another person. And they're going to want to be kind to their friends at school or their classroom peers, even if they're not their friends. So you're going to start instilling those kind traits at a young age. Your kids also get that kindness factor instilled in them when you are talking to them kindly. Even when they make a mistake, still be kind about it and redirect them in a different way instead of yelling at them or automatically resorting to time out. If you direct them and show them kindness along the way, they're going to in turn exhibit that kindness too. Their story became national news and even celebrity Paul Rudd gave Brody a call. Brody and Cassandra started hearing from thousands of people across the country. 
People have been through it. They relate to Brody on a personal level. They know what it feels like. They want the bullying to stop too. People want change. They want to be in a more positive, uplifting world with more inclusion. Something that really resonated with me is this is a mom that's standing up for her child and saying to her community, we all need to do better because I don't think that we can do this alone. I've had this conversation with a couple of my friends where, you know, how much is too much to step in if you feel like someone's not being kind? And a lot of them fear that if they step up for their kids that they're going to be called the helicopter parent. And I think this is an example of when you speak up, it's not just because you're protecting your children, but you're setting an example for the whole community. That's the show. Thank you so much for taking the ride with us. And thank you to Leon Logothetis and Cassandra Ritter-Cooper. Of course, we always want to thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoy Stroller Coaster, share it with your playdates. Share it with your friends. And thank you to Munchkin. No wonder the most loved baby brand in the world. You can find all your favorite Munchkin products at munchkin.com. And as you know, here at Stroller Coaster, we're about community. So if you have a question or you want to hear more about a topic, don't hesitate to reach out to us at podcast at munchkin.com. Hey, Justin, you going to tell us about story time? Yes, I would love to. So Stroller Coaster <laughs> Storytime is another podcast we do that's for kids. We take mm-hmm. classic children's stories and we do them in our own way with improv actors. Uh, it's super fun. I'll give you an example. Um, you've heard of the three little pigs. Well, we sure. have the four little pigs. Uh, here's a clip. And finally, it was time for the big house building contest. The three pigs built their houses. The fourth pig provided the music. DJ Oink! Okay, that's definitely not in the original, but certainly fine. My kids are down for that. <laughs> that is accurate. So where can we find it? It's right here in the same feed. Just look for Stroller Coaster Storytime. Before we go, Munchkin invites you to join us in helping make the planet a better place for our kids. Support organizations that protect animals and their natural habitat, like IFA, the International Fund for Animal Welfare. And now that you're ready to do something for the planet, here's something you can do for yourself. Take a time out. Let's head to the Indonesian island of Sumatra and stretch out atop one of the giant granite boulders dotting the white sandy coast. In the distance are the rarest of animals, Sunda tigers, mother and cubs playing before disappearing into the coastal forest. 